What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Why, hello there, my friend, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast, and we are going to get right into how to maximize your engagement photo shoot. To get us started, I'm going to do a quick overview of the process and take a quick assessment of how you're both feeling about your engagement photo shoot. A great starting point would be to ask your photographer exactly what you can expect. So for example, how long will you meet? Do they have suggested poses for you? Or will they be relying on you to guide that process? Will you have the opportunity for any outfit changes? Having this information ahead of time is an invaluable way to get yourselves prepared for exactly what to expect. And of course, if you have not yet hired a wedding photographer, those are great questions to ask them during the interview process. Now, once we've got, we've taken inventory of how you're feeling, so let's go the next step, which is to get a little more specific, and let's talk about the location of your engagement photo shoot. So what potential backdrops in your area will offer beautiful opportunities for great shots? And I give out major bonus points if you can choose a place that also reflects a really meaningful aspect of your relationship. My now husband, John, and I lived on the beach in Mission Beach here in San Diego, where we still live to this day, uh, back when we got engaged. So for our photo shoot, we worked in pictures of us on our beach cruisers on the boardwalk, which was something we did multiple times every single week together. And we also made sure to get some poses of us in his red doorless Jeep Wrangler that he brought with him all the way from Michigan when we moved in together. So those were two locations of our photos that were also very meaningful to us and had a meaningful aspect to our relationship. So as you're thinking about things, brainstorm some offbeat locations in your area and be sure to also reach out to your photographer and run it by them just so that they can give the sign off for good lighting and also the ideal time of day at that specific location. And my next advice for maximizing this opportunity to capture some really great photos is to put some deep thought into your outfits. Now, if you can do an outfit change once or even twice during your session, I would recommend using that opportunity to expand the color palette and the overall look of your wide collection of photos. If you do have a color palette in mind already for your overall wedding, use those colors throughout your clothes and your accessories so that you have a really cohesive look across your save the dates, your wedding website, and your signage. And if you don't have a color palette chosen, not to worry, that is a completely optional step and you can proceed with wearing whatever it is that you're comfortable in and that looks good together, complimentary. 
As for specifics of what to wear, my best advice is to be you, be comfortable, and wear whatever makes you feel confident and handsome and beautiful. This could mean jeans and a t-shirt. It could mean very fancy clothes. I can't speak to you and your personal preferences for your clothing, but if you feel comfortable in what you're wearing, then your photos are going to reflect that. If you feel confident in what you're wearing, the pictures are going to reflect that. The camera lens does definitely pick up confidence in your smiles and in your eyes. So just do you when it comes to choosing clothes. I would suggest laying everything out next to each other in terms of what you and your partner have chosen and just give it the visual check. Does it go together? Does it clash? Is it complimentary? Again, these are all things that you're going to have a pretty instinctual feel for as you look at it spread out together. What I would not recommend doing is skipping this step and then scrambling the morning of trying to pick out outfits. I cannot tell you how many times my husband and I, and now our two kids are involved as well, we have a family photo shoot lined up. We think we, quote, know what we're all going to wear. And then when you go to take it out and lay it all out next to each other, it just doesn't work. That and or the clothes don't fit anymore or you realize there's a stain on something. So this is really do yourself a favor. This is so helpful to have locked and loaded in the week before your photo shoot so that you're not scrambling around at the last minute. And as we talk about your actual clothing, the same general advice goes for any props or accessories such as hats, scarves, sunglasses, statement jewelry. I don't have any hard fast rules about what to do or what not to do as long as you personally feel really confident and really comfortable wearing it. So here's what not to do. Don't try on a hat 12 times and decide 12 different times in the mirror that you don't like the way it looks, but then you wear it anyway because you saw a great picture on Pinterest with someone wearing the same hat. Trust me, if you don't feel com confident and comfortable wearing it, that will come through in your photos. And moving on, if you are someone who will be paying extra attention to your hair and or makeup for the photo shoot, we all have varying levels of comfort with hair and makeup. Someone with short hair gets to hop out of the shower and gel it and they're good to go. Someone with long hair, there's a much deeper process involved as my fellow long haired friends can attest. <laughs> if you are a pro at doing your own hair and makeup, awesome. If you're not and you want a little help, here's a great tip that I personally subscribe to. First off, for makeup. I love all the DIY tutorials that you can find on YouTube. So if you're completely lost on makeup and you don't even know where to begin, find a friend or a family member to help you who's a little more skilled in the makeup department. And then head to YouTube and just look for some do-it-yourself videos that have a ton of views and a ton of great thumbs up and uh, good feedback on them. I don't personally invest a ton of money in makeup products, and I think that anything you find at Target or Walmart will be just fine if that's you. 
I would recommend though trying colors and specific products ahead of time so that you can make any adjustments if necessary. Staying on the topic of makeup, if you plan on having your makeup professionally done for your wedding day, this would be a great opportunity to do a trial. Now, you most likely won't want as thick or as intense of a makeup application for your engagement shoot as you will for your wedding day, so make sure to explain that when you set the appointment but this is still a great way to work with an artist, get to know them, make sure your styles are compatible, and you can kind of roll that to do uh, kill two birds with one stone. You do your trial and you have your makeup done for your shoot. And then switching gears from makeup into hair, same idea as with the makeup. Again, you may not want the same hairstyle for your wedding day that you are going for in your engagement photos, but this is still a great way to get to know a hairstylist if you've never worked together in the past. So what I would recommend doing is the morning of your engagement photo shoot, just make sure you leave enough time, but that morning I would go in, I would get my hair cut, I would get it colored if that's something you do, and then I would have it styled at the end of your service. And once again, you have conquered two things in one. You've gotten your hair cut, colored, styled, and then you can use that professional style to head to your engagement photo shoot and you're all set. Speaking of engagement photos, the minute you get those beautiful finished prints back in your hands, it's time to share them with the world on gorgeous, high-quality save-the-dates and perhaps holiday cards. Minted Weddings is my favorite stationery vendor for so many reasons, most of all though for their unique artisan designs and impeccable quality. And here's the best part, their top-notch quality also comes at a great price. I got married years ago, but Minted is still my go-to every single year for holiday cards and custom gifts for my friends and family. And this week I have a limited time offer. You can save 25% off your save the dates and 15% off all wedding stationery when you visit weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted and use code wedding23. But you've got to hurry because this discount ends on October 30th. That's Monday. The website again is weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted, and you're going to use code wedding23. And if you're listening after October 30th, no problem. Visit weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted or the link in today's show notes for a list of current promo codes and special offers. Selecting your wedding photographer and getting your engagement photos done is a really fun wedding planning milestone. And let's chat about something else that's really close to my heart. We often prioritize wedding photography and for a really good reason. But here's a thought. Videography is just as, if not more, pivotal. Why? While photos freeze a moment... Videos capture the ambiance, the laughter, the music, and all of those spontaneous fleeting emotions. Enter Shutter and Sound Films. Their work is not just videography, it's cinematic artistry. Relive the tremble in your partner's voice, 
the joyous applause, or that unexpected dance move during the reception. It's all there woven into a high-end film that's uniquely yours. And for those wondering about locations, they've got 14 major U.S. cities covered, including spots like Boston, New York, L.A., and D.C. Plus, they're all about adventure and are more than willing to travel for your big day. So as you plan, remember this. Photos frame moments, but videos they let you step back inside them. Check out Shutter and Sound Films at shutterandsound.com and let your wedding day be a cinematic masterpiece you'll revisit time and time again. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com and be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. And I'm going to round out today's show by saying that not every couple will do a professional engagement photo shoot, and that is totally fine. Because guess what, you have all the tools probably right in your pocket to do a do it yourself engagement photo shoot. All you will need is your partner and a friend. And the friend part is even optional because you could do this with a tripod and the timer on your camera and take the pictures yourself. So let's go into some more specifics for you here. There are a lot of scenarios where a professional photo shoot just doesn't work out. And this might be due to travel, to budget, or availability in your area, scheduling, any myriad of reasons. If you do not have the opportunity to do an engagement photo shoot with your wedding photographer, setting up a do-it-yourself shoot is totally doable. Like I mentioned, all you need is a good quality camera, and chances are you have one right now that you're listening to this very audio episode on, and that's all. You'll follow all the guidelines we reviewed here for outfits, location, hair, and makeup. And then I would suggest, if you don't have a very clear picture in your mind, I would suggest heading to Pinterest or Instagram and look up some engagement photos and gather inspiration of the poses you like, the lighting you like, the backdrops you like, and kind of get inspired there. 
photography 101 tip is to always be mindful of your lighting. So the golden hour at sunset is going to offer beautiful lighting pretty much across the board. And soft shade is also very friendly or naturally lit outdoor hallways create a beautiful light tunnel to work with. I would just recommend avoiding dark shade and direct sun. You want to stay away from that. And one last tip for your do-it-yourself photo shoot is to have a really relaxed attitude about this. Have a casual conversation with the person taking your photos, and this is just going to give you a very relaxed and a very natural look. You can tell jokes with your fiancé as you're posing, uh, capture some really off-the-cuff, spontaneous smiles and laughter. Those pictures are going to come off looking really natural and really fun. I was inspired to add this do-it-yourself engagement photo guide by my sister Kate. And Kate and John, despite having a very generous wedding budget due to their location and just photographer availability where they live, the scheduling was not lining up and the card, a professional shoot was not in the cards. So Kate had a very close friend take the engagement photos for them and they turned out absolutely beautiful. And I will share some of those in a blog post for today's episode where you can find the recap and everything else in one spot. And that's going to be at weddingplanningpodcast.co slash engagement dash photo. Okay, and last stop before we wrap it up, as I look down at my notes, I realized that I said that the DIY photo shoot was our last stop, but it's not. Congratulations, there's a bonus. And the bonus, the for reals last stop for today's show, once you have the perfect set of pictures, it's time to show them off and maximize the heck out of those beauties over the coming months. Here's a quick list of my favorite ways to incorporate your engagement photos into the coming months and your actual wedding celebration. So first off, we have your save the date announcements and some beautiful designs for save the dates are available at weddingplanningpodcast.co slash minted from our friends at Minted Weddings. They are affordable and custom and just beautiful. The next place that's just a no-brainer way to use all of your engagement pictures is on your wedding website. Naturally, you can use them to decorate your own home and your own space by enlarging them on canvas or even on wooden prints, which are really, really cool. And I will again link to some options in the blog post for today's show. I love using these pictures as Christmas gifts for your parents or your grandparents. Again, a canvas or a wood print would be perfect for that. And speaking of Christmas, use your engagement photos on your upcoming Christmas cards for this year, if that is something that you participate in. For your actual wedding, I love printing really big poster sizes 
of your favorites and then using those as welcome signs to your wedding welcome party, your rehearsal dinner, your wedding, and any other events that you'll be hosting over the course of that weekend. So you'll just print it humongous in a poster size and then it's super easy to display on an easel, which you should be able to pick up at a local craft store or of course you could order it online. Again, I'll leave some suggested links for you in the blog post for today's show. And then I also love using framed photos as the background for your table numbers at your reception. Again, this is very easy and super affordable to do. Just pop them in a five by seven frame. You could even spray paint the frames to match your overall color palette. And bam, you've got table numbers for just a couple dollars each. And then, of course, obviously, you're going to plaster them all over Instagram or wherever you hang out on social media for all of your friends and family to enjoy. And this way, everyone can share in your happiness. I would love to see a copy of your engagement photos. If you would like to share them, please feel free to tag me on Instagram. It's at Wedding Planning Podcast, all one word. Thank you so much for joining me in today's show all about your engagement photo shoot. And one more time, the blog post for today's episode can be found at weddingplanningpodcast.co slash engagement dash photos. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's show. I send you all my best wishes for continued happy planning. And we'll meet right here again next week, same time, same place.